You are listening to She Speaks by the Great Canadian Woman. The great Canadian woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. and compassion, strength and softness, pride and humility, independence and connectedness. The great Canadian woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences, and this is where we listen, learn, connect and grow. You can learn more about our publishing opportunities, events and how to be a contributor on the She Speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca. My name is Nick Brogan, and today I am super excited to be chatting with you about contraception, or as most of us call it, birth control. By day, I'm a reproductive health researcher, and by night, I am a fierce advocate for reproductive justice and gender equality. So at this point, I pretty much eat, breathe, and sleep repro rights work. In fact, contraception work is my niche. And the focus of today is to really explore the four kinds of contraception that are available and offer tips for helping you make better informed decisions about your reproductive health. I'd like to acknowledge that not all folks who use contraception identify as women. The information that is presented in today's episode is for anyone and everyone who may find it helpful or be of interest in the topic. There may be times that I use terms like women or gals, please note that I am using it in an all-inclusive manner. So imagine there is an X where the E would be if you were reading this rather than listening. Now, before we get started, I have a question for you. Have you ever stopped and actually thought about all the different reasons to use contraception? Yes, we all know it as birth control, but that really doesn't do it justice. Above and beyond reducing the likelihood of pregnancy, Most contraceptive methods can help out in so many other ways. But before we get into that, let's explore the different kinds available. Option number one, barrier-only methods. I think at this point, all sexually active people are aware of at least one type of barrier method. These methods include the diaphragm, the cervical cap, of course, the good old male condom, and the female condom. Unlike other methods of contraception, Barrier methods are only used when you are about to have sexual intercourse. The plus side, they are great for spur of the moments. For some of us, it's as simple as visiting your local drugstore and picking up a box of condoms. Bam! You're ready for action. In addition to offering protection against pregnancy, barrier methods are the only method that protects against sexually transmitted infections. So... If you're not really sure your partner's status, 
you may want to consider using some form of barrier. But unlike other options, how effective a barrier method is, is mostly user dependent. This means that if you put that condom on inside out or don't use your cervical cap correctly, you're at risk for breaks and failures that can lead to unintended results. Now, option number two are typically the most well-known hormonal options, and those are the patch, the pill, the ring, and the shot. Within hormonal contraception, there are two main options. Your combined hormonal contraceptives, or CHCs, which include both estrogen and progestin, or your progestin-only options, like the mini pill, that are sometimes referred to as POPs. Each type offers their own pros and cons depending on what you are looking for and what your health contraindications may be. It's important to have an open and candid conversation with your healthcare provider when exploring both types to ensure you choose the method that will work best for you. Hormonal contraception is a step up from only using barrier methods because they help to regulate our cycles and work to suppress a number of key steps that result in pregnancy. Basically, it helps to prevent ovulation because without an egg, even if a sperm swims, there's nothing to fertilize. While hormones do most of the work in these methods to prevent pregnancy, these methods do depend on proper usage and can be less effective if they're not used properly. So forgetting your pills, a patch falling off, forgetting to reinsert your ring after sex, that all plays a factor into contraceptive failure. Moving on, we have option number three, and these include long-acting reversible contraceptive methods. Now, our long-acting reversible methods are split into two different categories, both hormonal and non-hormonal. LARCs, as they are known in the repro world, are a form of birth control that provides extended coverage. So what does that mean? An IUD, once inserted, can actually provide coverage for up to five years. The hormonal options include the intrauterine system and the implant, which was just recently reapproved in Canada. So that's a small win for us in the repro world. With the hormonal options, some folks experience a significant decrease in menstrual bleeding, and in some cases, complete absence of a period. This may be a pro or con, depending on what your relationship is with your period. I know for some folks, having a period is like having a monthly reassurance that you're not pregnant, but for others, it's way more convenient to live without. The Copper T IUD is the only non-hormonal option that provides extended coverage and is not user-dependent. For folks looking for an alternative to barrier methods, but are also uninterested in hormone-based devices, this is an awesome alternative. Oh yeah, did I mention that LARCs are not user-dependent? That's a plus for us gals who don't click well with the schedules of shorter acting methods. The last option I want to talk about today is emergency contraception, or as most folks know it, Plan B One Step. Now, first things first, I want to emphasize that emergency contraception is not an abortifacient. That means that if you are pregnant already, EC will not terminate the pregnancy. Are we clear? Great. EC, or emergency contraception, works by preventing ovulation or fertilization from occurring after unprotected sex. In Canada, levonorgestrel EC, or LNG EC, 
is available over the counter and should be accessible without pharmacy interaction. That means you shouldn't have to talk to the pharmacist to get access to it. Plan B, option two, and next choice are some of the brands you may see at your local drugstore above and beyond their own generic brands. In addition to over-the-counter EC, there are two other options you may want to explore. Ella, or Eulopristal Acetate, is another EC method that can lower your chances of getting pregnant for up to five days after unprotected sex. That is sweet for some of us. A bonus, Ella is actually more effective for people who weigh 155 pounds or more than the LNG EC options. The only catch it's only available by prescription, which can kind of put a damper on things when you're already in a stressful situation. But you can ask your provider for advanced provision. So if you're interested in Ella, don't be afraid to start up a conversation and ask questions about it because you'll never know when you need it. Oh, and before we move on, remember that copper TIUD I mentioned earlier? Well, that can also be inserted as emergency contraception. How it works? It basically makes our uteruses hostile to implantation. Plus, it's a double whammy if you're looking to be protected beyond your EC use. So let's circle back. So far, we've talked about all the contraceptive types and how they reduce your risk of pregnancy. But I believe it's really important to also explore other great benefits to using contraception. From the period side, it can help to regulate irregular cycles, make cramps a heck of a lot less painful, and relieve some of those peskier symptoms of PMS. Cosmetically, it can help to clear up blemishes and reduce your risk for hormonal acne. And then generally speaking, it also helps to regulate symptoms related to other reproductive conditions like endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome. My bottom line, contraception is for whatever you need it for. There is no shame no embarrassment to be had. Your personal choice is exactly that. So don't let stigma or rhetoric guide your decision because you've got an army of reaper rights people behind you. Okay, are you feeling a little overwhelmed about all this information? Don't be. It's a lot to take in. I've been doing this for almost five years and I still feel like I need a refresher every now and then. Now imagine trying to process all that information in a consultation with your healthcare provider. Wait, that would imply they are actually taking the time to counsel you on all of your options. Now, I'm not going to stereotype all healthcare providers because there are some absolute gems out there that truly take the time to go over all of this. But let's be real, family medicine is exhausting. They can see over a dozen different patients every day for over a dozen different reasons. Switching on and off the reproductive health hat is just not easy for everyone. So when you compound that with the five seconds you get with your healthcare provider, we're basically SOL. And yes, I know five seconds seems like an exaggeration, but it truly feels like that when you're in and out within a blur. So to help combat this issue... I've compiled my five top tips of how I think you can benefit yourself by making your decision about contraception and advocating for yourself as a patient. Tip number one, have a conversation with yourself and maybe a partner about what your expected outcomes are for using contraception. Looking to curb your acne? 
Have wicked cramps you can't handle? Looking to reduce your risk of STIs with multiple partners? Really not ready or wanting to be pregnant? Any or all of the above? These are all really important factors that can help you decide what option or options you will be using in the future. Now write these reasons down. It'll be helpful to have your list ready for when you go and talk to your healthcare provider. Tip number two, be informed. Now, you don't need to know every little detail about how it works, but you definitely should have an idea of what methods you're interested in. Oh, and you should also consider what your routine and habits are like. Will you remember to take a pill every day? Will a patch irritate your skin? Are you more comfortable with the ring rather than an IUD? Now remember that list from above? Add on to it with a couple options that you're considering, so you also remember to talk about those as well. Tip number three, have your questions ready. There's nothing worse than feeling like you've missed out on a big point when you've left that appointment with your healthcare provider and forgot to ask a question. It took me years to realize that being prepared with questions is awesome and it helps guide the appointment the way that I want it to go. No question is ever stupid, especially when you're making a decision about medication or devices. So if you're getting that impression, it may be time to start looking for a new provider. Tip number four, be prepared to advocate for yourself. Some providers may not be interested or willing to explore other options beyond the pill. Be ready to stand your ground. The pill doesn't work for everyone, and it's important to choose the option that will work best for you rather than what's most convenient for your doctor. And tip number five, do your research. Anecdotal stories can be great, and talking to your mom, your sister, your cousin, or your friend can make you feel way more comfortable about the decision you're about to make. But there are also no shortage of horror stories that can really lead you astray and provide false information. Not everyone will have the same experience with a method. That IUD insertion really hurting your BFF? Maybe she has a low pain tolerance. And your sister gaining weight on the pill? That doesn't mean you will too. There are some really great resources out there through organizations like Planned Parenthood or websites like sexandyou.ca that can help you learn more about your reproductive health and figure out the method that will work best for you. I think the bottom line I want to drive home is making a decision about contraception is for you and by you. So don't let other people make that decision for you. If you're unsure or uncomfortable, it's time to start asking questions because it is a life decision. Whether you use hormones or not, it's completely up to you and no one else should be making that decision for you. And with that, I want to thank you for coming along with me today. I hope you gain some insight or new perspective that can help guide you. And if you're interested in learning more about reproductive health, connect with me on Instagram at thrivelikeagirl.ca. Otherwise, you can hear more about other health and wellness topics on my podcast at the gist of it podcast on Instagram. Until next time, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. 
And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails. Thank you.